0: Hello and welcome to Leadership Behaviours Unpacked. I'm Jane Lewis and I'm going to be joined today by Nikki Bragg, entrepreneur and founder of Fruity Gifts. And we're going to talk about the decisions and choices that Nikki's made throughout her life and career. Nikki's story is a fascinating one. It's based on some brave and gutsy decisions and underpinned every day by choices that are linked really closely to her values. As I've developed my own coaching practice, Nikki has really inspired me with her energy, her passion, and her noble approach to business. But I'm going to let you hear this for yourself. Let's start. So, okay. Um, So I'd like to have a really big warm welcome to Nikki Bragg, uh, founder of Froomey Gifts. I'm so pleased that you could join me today to talk about uh, the decisions and choices that you've made kind of through your life and in your business. Um, I know you faced a fair few with Froomey but I know that you've also had a really varied career life which I'm really interested in so I just wonder whether we could start with you telling me a little bit about your career and what led you to founding Froomey Gifts.
1: Oh, gosh. Well, firstly, thank you for having me. Very honoured to be your first guest. Um, well, it's a bit of a long story, so I'll make it very short if I can. I trained as a ballet dancer and uh, when I was 18, started working as a professional dancer and did that for ooh, nigh on 10 years, mainly in musical theatre at the end of it, um, in the West End and touring, all kinds of different things. And then when I was 27, 28, I felt about 58. So (laughs) I (laughs) thought I can't do this forever. And I'm, you know, I'm very passionate about everything that I do. And I'm truly um, of the understanding and belief that you have to love what you do. Yeah. and I didn't love it anymore and I felt old and I felt knackered and I just thought you know what enough's enough yeah. get out while the going's good I was in a great show in town so it wasn't like I was you know at a really low point or failing so I got out and I retrained as a makeup artist and hairstylist because obviously I had lots of contacts within mm. the um, theatre and tv world um, and then I did that for about two, three years, um, started getting a lot of work in. um, And so, long story short, founded an agency that became 20-odd people strong, all hair and makeup artists doing work in and around London, um, which was great, but it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I got Mm. pregnant. um, And then I went, oh, I can't um, do all of this work 24-7. It was the most... Work I have ever had to deal with at any one time, I was super stressed. I was working you know really long days, like fourteen hour days consistently, yeah. including weekends, never had a break. I missed copious personal stuff um and thought, okay, how do I deal with this? So I franchised the business um and that then grew into a big franchise agency model um I ended up with. Uh, now on 25 different franchisees all over the UK we had about 350 artists on our books um, and that was great because obviously it delegated a lot of the tasks away from me it meant that people had autonomy in their areas and with their teams and it was all ticking along rather nicely um, and then randomly my husband and I decided to move to Froome (laughs) Um, literally my mum and dad live in Bath we I think the seed had been planted because my nan passed and um, we thought about buying her house which was actually up in Hitchin near Stevenage and so we thought for the first time about moving out of London and to somewhere different went down to see my mum and dad in Bath my friend also lived in Froome we found an amazing house we made an offer We sold our flat within literally a week. And within 12 weeks, we were in free. Crikey. Daz worked in Wembley at the time. I was working in Shoreditch at the time with the agency where we had our academy. And, um, you know, it was a training academy. It was a photographic studio. It was um, the franchise base. It was the head office. It was everything. So to completely cut ties and move down to Somerset was a big step, but it definitely felt like the right thing to do at the right time. Yeah. I can't really tell you why it just was the right thing to do. And we were both at the right place in our lives to do it. And our daughter was just started primary school. So it was a good time for her to be moving. And we moved down here. Um, I then quickly realised that I couldn't you know, continue working in the way that I was. And I wasn't going to be going up to London once a week because it was just too much. Very quickly decided to sell my shares in the company, which meant then I had some money in the bank but I was bored so okay, I worked yeah. in bath for a bit I worked in digital I worked in recruitment I worked as a biz dev manager for a, um, a dna company like I just went from one yeah. thing to another kind of figuring out the hierarchy of office life and working with other people for a change and not working for myself for a change getting a regular paycheck it was fun it was great learned lots um, but then um, after a few years of doing that, I realised that I wasn't living in freem I was commuting to yeah. my work. Yeah. Um, and the reason why we moved to freem is because we felt such a strong connection with the place. Um, and so with the money that I had from the sale of my part of the company, um, I decided to start Froomey Gifts because... One of the reasons Froom is so successful, I think, as a place um, isn't because it's, you know, loaded and got loads of fancy stuff. It's success comes from its people, its community. Absolutely. Um, and it's so I felt a real connection with that. And I wanted to uh, find a business that really enveloped that. So Froomey Gifts is essentially local curated gift boxes. Mm. Um, We champion and supply 35 local makers and producers. um, And it's basically like an umbrella company um, that was going to be online initially, just online. And then a shop came up. So I decided to open a shop (laughs) literally (laughs) within about two weeks, had to just change my whole business plan. Um, Shop came up on Catherine Hill, which is an amazing place in Froome. um, And, I opened a shop um, and actually that was the best possible thing I could have done because it really connected me with my customer. So I had a connection with Froome. Froome obviously didn't know me because I'd been commuting. Um, So I needed to connect with my customer. And yes, you can do that online, but it takes time. But opening a shop and having that face to face interaction with people, you know, sped that process up by a a long mile. um, And I very quickly understood what I was offering probably wasn't exactly correct. So I just tweaked and iterated as I went. And two years later, when COVID hit, I was in quite a strong position where I had a good understanding of my customer base. I knew what people liked and didn't like. I knew what my best sellers were. I knew what was important to people. And I'd set up the gift card, which is actually going to be my legacy piece, I think, within that time. Which is a um, a gift card that basically you can use in a number of different venues in and around Froom. Uh, so that's me now, basically. Sorry, that was long. I mean, and
0: I think it's <laughs> it's not long because actually I think there's probably no surprise to anyone listening why you were my choice of guest to talk about making decisions and making choices yes. because you've. <laughs> You've made a lot. And and actually, one of the things that comes through when you talk is the passion for what you do. And actually, you know, the other unsurprising thing about you being here today is that, you know, you've always inspired me. I think, you know, your passion for what you do, your ability and willingness to make decisions quickly and to know that you need to make them and then to kind of go for it and be willing, like you say, to to adjust that as you go um, is really inspirational. And when I started thinking about the topic for this podcast and about, and I actually found an article which talked about, okay, what's the difference between a decision and a choice? And actually, is that just semantics and something that academics talk about? Or is there actually a difference? And I found this article, it talked about decisions are the act of, or the need to make up your mind. So it's that when you talk about, okay, I need to do something different. So I know that kind of feeling, how do I go about making that Mm -hmm. decision? And choices are much more about, you know, that having the power or the opportunity to choose and actually being able to think day to day, minute to minute, kind of what choices do I make? And I know that when we've talked in the past, we've often talked about the choices we make and what those choices mean when you make a choice to do X, you actually make a choice not to do Y. So actually there's that kind of constant. How would you say that you make your kind of choices and your decisions on a day to day basis? What helps you and what? makes you so successful at doing that because you have been
1: yeah it's a good question there's lots of variants in the answer I think but the main the main answer is I make choices quickly <laughs> full stop okay. um, yeah. I'm a everything in the pot stir it round, see what happens kind of person um, I make okay. choices based on my gut feeling I don't do the sensible thing of weighing everything up and making the decision, you know, based on the pros and cons. I just I might do that, but essentially I've already made up my mind already before I start making those lists. So I will (laughs) always tailor it to favour the way I want it to go. Um, you know, sometimes that does go wrong. Sometimes I'll jump in and then go, oh, I I can't do this. This isn't the right decision. So I think not being learning not to be too proud and understand when you screwed up or when something isn't quite going right, that it is okay just to go, Yes. do you know what, this isn't working, let's chuck it in the bin, start again, start something else, start fresh. That's absolutely fine. What you have to do is know where you're going. So that focus on your end result, the focus on the reason why you're making that decision is actually the the best driver and i think you just have to trust yourself and i think trust comes from confidence in yourself and i th- i think my background with you know being a professional dancer is a hard life being a makeup artist is a hard life i literally jumped out of the fat into the fire with that one i had and then i went into a working environment where i was the bottom of the pile and i was you know 40 like it, it that was stupid <laughs> but that was that was fine because I was confident that you know what I can do a good job on this I know yeah I'm not stupid I've got a lot of common sense and and if I am given the right information I can do a lot with it so I think to reiterate <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do I make choices I make choices quickly I use my gut yeah. um I seek help as I go I don't um, necessarily know all the variables before I make the choices. Yeah. Um, I'm not proud. I know when to say, okay, this isn't working. And I trust myself. And I think trust is all yeah. you can really expect of any decision.
0: And there's a lot of bravery in what you talk about as well, I think, about having that. And, and it sounds like a lot of the the ability to say, I need some help here. So I think I know what I want to do. And I'm going to check it out. And I want to know whether it's the right thing or whether it kind of feels right what's kind of and actually so that to me is quite a brave thing you're willing to and also you're willing to be able to put your hands up and go do you know what that isn't Mm -hmm. quite right yeah and I'm going to change direction and I think that's a really important thing and it's often something that I talk about with a lot of clients is that you know you can make a decision a it doesn't have to be forever because if it doesn't work out you can change direction and b you can make a decision and it doesn't have to be immediate So I think quite often people go, if I decide to switch direction with my business, move somewhere different, you know, whatever the decision might be, if you haven't got all of the ducks in a row to do that right now, you don't have to do it right now. You could say, actually, ultimately, I want to open that business in Froom. I can't do it right now. But actually, what can I, what choices can I make to help me to get to that point?
1: And I think... Yeah, and I think sometimes you make a decision, and it might be the decision might have been move to Froome. The decision wasn't move yeah. to Froome to open a business. The yeah. business came because of the choice. So sometimes when you make one single choice, other doors open and then you can make choices based Absolutely. on that previous choice. So it's um, it's a long, continuous learning curve.
0: <laughs> who Who would you say really inspires you in your life and business?
1: This is weird because I thought I'd have a list of people to just <laughs> reel off. But actually... I don't. And I think it's, I don't want this to sound arrogant, but I am inspired by my own energy and my own passion for stuff. Hmm. Um, That If I get excited about something, I'm then inspired by that. I have always been someone who does things my way. I've always been quite rebellious. Um, I'm not a follower. So the people as well as trusting my own gut and being inspired by, oh, I'm feeling that today. Let's do that. I'm also inspired by people who are real trailblazers. They're the people that do things that no one else does. They're the rule breakers. They challenge every aspect of society. They're honest. They're brave. They're troublemakers. They're people who really put themselves out there and actually are quite, some people might call them, you know, stupid or thoughtless or but actually they're they're using their vulnerability to their advantage because they're putting themselves out there to be judged essentially because everyone judges everyone else um and so probably to answer your question briefly the people who actually inspire me if you think about all those things that I've just said so trailblazers passionate people who are who challenge things people who are brave people who are honest Who are they? Kids. Kids do all that. That's really interesting. Every day. They make choices without thinking about the consequences. They're unhappy. They tell you about it. They don't like you. They tell you about it. They're happy. (laughs) They show you. That's who (laughs) inspires me. And maybe that's why I trust myself, because inwardly, I know that, you know, the choices that I make come from my heart
0: and are made
1: instinctively.
0: It's that inner child, isn't it, that you're saying, actually, if I feel excited about it, I'm going to do it. and it's infectious. I think even like, I mean, my daughter's older, but actually even the other day when I said, oh, that introductory session I did for the podcast, I didn't say this and I didn't say that. And she was just like, mum, leave it. You've done it. It's out there. Leave it and whereas other people might be oh you can re-record it which would be my own inner like going oh it's not perfect and she's like leave it get on there's with it there's no do such it. thing as perfect it. jane move on <laughs> no it's out there and it's done and and i think you're right and little ones do you ever ask your daughter her opinion on yeah any of the stuff yeah that you're of course doing? and she's a
1: sometimes she says things I don't want to hear, <laughs> which yeah. doesn't always go down as well as I thought it might. The yeah, thing on a but, um, but you know, she's, well, you asked. And she's 12. So <laughs> I should expect some sass. And yeah. she's my daughter. So I should definitely expect some sass. But, um, but yeah, definitely, I ask her opinion. And also when you're, you know, when I've worked, well, essentially, all my life I've worked in sales. When I was a dancer, I'm selling myself. When I'm a makeup artist, I'm selling yeah. a look, a vibe, a feeling, um, an emotion, a style. When I was in Bizdev, I'm selling a product, a service. When I'm in Free Me Gifts, I'm yeah. selling Froome. So, um, you know, when you're selling something, the best way to do it is to make sure that you know that you could sell whatever you're selling to a five-year-old you can describe it in the simplest love language so that a five-year-old or your yes. 89-year-old nan can understand it yes keep yeah. it simple um and then you'll get the simple answers that you need
0: yeah I do and I think you, you mentioned earlier about the um free me gift gift cards that you do and you know I've bought quite a few of those for different mm-hmm. people and actually when you say about you know does it, who does it work for I've bought them for mm-hmm. kids um, in the days when we could go to the cinema. the <laughs> shops will be back. Um, but actually, I've bought them for kids who can use them to spend on little gifts, treats for themselves, going to the cinema, whatever. I've bought them for, you know, much older people who want to go out for dinner, do those things. I think it's an inspirational, I I think, you know, when you say that's going to be yeah. your legacy, I think for Froom, it's just so heaven I remember the guy one of the guys I gave it to opened it and because it's got the map the beautiful little hand-drawn map that says where all the shops are and he said you gave me a map and I love it and I'm like there is a gift factor; it's not just a map <laughs> but actually he was thrilled I gave him a book oh, for Froom, which good. is lovely
1: <laughs> well actually it's those little details that make something personal um yeah this year I've um and actually just a couple of days ago, three days ago. So on the 1st of February, we relaunched the gift card um, and it now includes 21 places that you can use it in Frome. Um yeah. So from, like you said, the cinema to camping sites, to wine bars, to takeaway burritos, to nail bars like at barber shops everywhere so it really does have something for everyone but because there's now 21 places on board I couldn't redesign my map with 21 places because a lot of them aren't bricks and mortar which is great for lockdown and Covid um So I needed to rethink my whole design. So now it looks a bit different, but actually it has more value. And from a business point of view, from me, it lowers my overheads. So I'm lowering my risk. So at a time when risk is such a important word that we all have to think about in business, um, you know, making those decisions. And making them quickly and being able to pivot and and change those mm. variables is really important. So I'm feeling really positive that I've now got a, a more streamlined product that actually offers more and is more um, it's more accessible because it's flat and I can stick it in the post and it doesn't cost you know, a fortune yeah. to send, all yeah. those different things. So even though the the map was great and the products itself, the idea is brilliant, it's actually changed now um, and pivoted to fall in line with our world now.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you made a really great decision last year to move yeah. online. And, you know, and at that time, without the kind of vision of what world we would be living in yeah. right now, what are your plans for Free me gifts and for yourself for sort of 2021 and beyond?
1: 2021. Um, I think for Free me my my focus has to be on the gift card. That is the strength of my business. That ticks yeah. my boxes of community, connection, collaboration in a way that stocking various bits and bobs will never achieve mm. i think the the curated gift box piece was brilliant at its at its inception interestingly now we see online a lot of local gift boxes a lot of people doing gift boxes even shops and stuff because everyone's kind of yeah without me sound derogatory jumping on the bandwagon and like I said before the people and things that inspire me are the rule breakers and the trailblazers I'm not one to be part of a pack I've done that I've moved on I don't have a shop now I'm online but I'm not just a gift shop online that's not enough I'm not Amazon I'm not yeah. you know there's too many of us so my uh, legacy piece has to be the gift card and that's really supporting Froom in the same way that the shop did in the same way that gift boxes do as a as an additional arm to that I also am concentrating on my corporate arm of my business so um you know really working with SMEs to provide gifts for you know people that work within their businesses I'm working a lot with estate agents for new home boxes um have been working with accountants for, you know, personal connections with their clients. Uh, lots of thank you boxes over Christmas. Lots of thank you for working so hard during COVID, even though you've been at home boxes. Yeah. You know, there's so many different variables that can be that it can be used for within business. But that's great for me because it gives me a strategic arm um, that I can plan for. And again, less risk. I know that in three months' time, I need 50 of those items so I can order them in, have them ready. I know what my markup is. Mm. It's it's much less risky than ordering in stock and hoping that I'll sell it. That's just, for me, that's not a business. That's a yeah. hobby. Yeah. I'm not in this to be, you know, a middle-aged lady who's got a nice hobby that's pretending to be a business. So that's not what I'm about. If yeah. that works for you, brilliant, but that's not me. So, yeah, gift card and corporate all the way.
0: And and I think um, there's a couple of other things that I do want to ask mm-hmm. you, but I think to kind of summarise what, what I've kind of heard from you, there's so much in, in the way that you make the decisions in your life and your business that's about, you know, there is a massive amount of bravery. Um, there's a massive amount of vulnerability as well. I think you're willing to say, I'm going to leap and I'm going to have a go, and if it doesn't go right, yeah. fine, I'll change direction you trust your guts, you trust yourself. um, And I think that's huge. And the other thing that comes through massively in what you talk about in your business is that you stay very true to your values, particularly around that's kind of giving back to the community, uh, as well as kind of leading your own business. Yeah. So it's huge. Yeah. I'm really interested in so there are two bits that I kind of would like to ask you about. And the first is, I want to know how you create some structure in your day and your week. So You know, at the moment, you've got a you know, you've got a young daughter, so you know, homeschooling, Mm -hmm. running your business. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you how do you create sort of structure in your day and your week right now?
1: So structure, I as you might have been able to gather, I'm not a conservative person. I don't like routine. I get bored very quickly, so um, I like to keep things mixed up. I don't have a set order in which I run my day. I work best under pressure definitely so if I have something that I know I need to do I literally will create a deadline for myself because I know I'll get it done I know and I always produce my best work under pressure I always my brain works quicker I'm really tuned in I'm really focused so deadlines for me are great routine not so great um the things that I do do, and I tried this at the beginning, writing myself a list of, you know, a to-do list, which is what lots of us do. Mm. My to-do lists are like three size of A4 long. They're ridiculous. And then when that's coupled with, <laughs> oh, mum, can you help me learn about The Tempest? I think it's a boat. Uh, and then you have to basically teach yourself a Shakespeare play and <laughs> figure out why your daughter thinks a storm <laughs> is a boat. (laughs) um, That kind of interrupts your flow somewhat. So (laughs) what I've taken to doing is the number four is easy for me to um, remember because it's my husband's lucky number. There are four of us, me, my husband, my daughter, my dog. If I do two things a day for me and two things a day for work and write them down at the end of the day, I have achieved Lots and lots and lots of things. And I am brilliant. And I can have that glass of (laughs) wine quite guilt free. And all's well with the world. So yeah, having four things a day, basically, but ticking them off or writing them down, after I've done them at the end of the day, gives me that sense of achievement and structure and fulfillment giving myself a huge to-do list isn't conducive to the way that I work and it will never be finished so what's the point of starting one yeah
0: yeah I love that I love that the fact that actually you know even you know that retrospective looking back at what you've achieved is actually really really positive so it's giving you that you know this is what I've actually managed to do today because yeah like you I can write a hundred things on a list and even if I put them in the priority order, I'll still oh, do the yeah. last one first because I don't really no. want to do the first one. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been on the list yeah, for the last year. Exactly. To do list,
1: rubbish.
0: And, and what about balance? What about balance? How do you create balance? In um, your life? Well, I know
1: again that I think it's probably come from ten years of being a professional dancer. I started my day at like usually about five o'clock in the afternoon. So and Mm. then worked through and got home, you know, one o'clock in the morning. So I work best after lunchtime. I'll get up, help Evie, do dog, you know, blah, 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 pot around in my dressing gown. But I know that if I need to do something that is really important or really serious, or I need to put real thought into something, do it after lunch, because then I will be in the right place mentally yeah. to deal with that. And I've eaten, so I'm not hungry, <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> things work better when I'm not angry, basically. I've all balanced. Um, I've I found I'm very used to working at home by myself. You know, I don't, I like working in an office, but office politics bore me. Um, and I'm very... Um, I work very autonomously. So actually lockdown working environment has suited me quite well, but I still have got quite lonely because I'm not having the interaction from my customer base. Um, So the togetherness um, in our family life when we're not working is mega important uh, to me and all of us. So we make sure that we cook together or we all go out for a walk with the dog or we watch a film together or, you know, that togetherness is vital yeah. for balance and also when you're if you're a leader or someone who has got a lot of things going on in their head lots of things they're juggling constantly you might be that could be a mum that could be a head of a huge multinational company if your brain is going la la la, all the time I find that just jotting everything down in a notebook as and when I think about it really helps. So I can come back to stuff. As long as I've written it down and it's out of my head, I can then prioritise it at a later date. So I can go, okay, that was really important. I've really got to nail that. Or, oh, I was just worrying about something silly. Then I don't need to waste time on that. So writing things down gives me balance because it gives me focus.
0: So yeah. there would be the three things. That is brilliant. I can't believe we've already kind of talked for kind of 30 know. minutes. I could talk to you <laughs> forever and listen to your stories about your business. Anything else that you'd like to share with people today about Free Me Gifts?
1: I, th- I think it's less about the less about the business and more about the way that leaders Can be successful and feel successful there's a um a quote by a bloke called john c maxwell i think he's an american guy and he um Mm. said that um so this is a quote that i've nicked off of my mate who's a, a movement therapist she does brilliant work with people who are really struggling but she does a lot of leadership stuff and this quote from john c maxwell kind of summarizes that that positive leadership summation that I'm going for, I guess. And it's people who embrace possibility thinking are capable of accomplishing tasks that seem impossible, because they believe in solutions. And I think that's, that's really good, because it's all about absolutely emotion and, and not, you know, trying to fulfill tasks. I used to think that busy meant successful. But now I think clarity means success absolutely um, and clarity is key so for free me gifts as a business moving forward it's always got to be about clarity of offering it's always got to be about clarity of brand it's always got to be about clarity of thought clarity with community connection and collaboration
0: yeah I think that's that's brilliant because I think you know I remember kind of years ago someone saying to me that uh, most people that worked in the place where I worked were just mindlessly busy.
1: Yeah, busy fools.
0: Busy, and and actually, it was almost like you know the badge went to the person whose desk was covered in the most stuff, and actually was the busiest. Whereas actually, they could be busy achieving nothing. Yeah. And I think what you've kind of summed up there in that simplicity, you know, it's about you know, it's not about you know, we often kind of talk about leadership, decision-making skills, Mm. whereas actually, it's more human than that. Yeah. And I think you've summed that up beautifully, that actually it's about trusting yourself, trusting other people and just having that human element to the to the work that we do. You've said it better than I ever could. (laughs) 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 You're hosting next week. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, simple is always better. Always. Yeah. What
1: makes people happy? Sunshine. Mm. What what's nice to eat? pasta with cheese you know what makes you yeah. happy someone who makes you giggle like it's the simple things yeah. in life that actually are are the best so if we can transfer that over to our our businesses and not over complicate and not Um, you know we're all just bumbling through kind of making up as we go along and I think the more that people understand that the easier things become and the more human we
0: become and the more compassionate we become with each other I think there's a lot kind of isn't and there's lots of sort of like glib things often about you know be kind and you think what does that actually mean but you think if we actually just boil that down yeah as you say a smile pasta with cheese Jane pasta with with cheese cheese. life is about pasta (laughs) with cheese there we go Making choices with Nikki Bragg is pasta with cheese. (laughs) That's a lovely way to finish. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for joining me today, for being my very first guest. Oh, thank Um, you. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything this year. Thank you. And I will speak to you soon. Speak to you soon.
1: Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.
0: I hope that you enjoyed hearing Nikki's story as much as I've enjoyed talking to her today. I've linked Fruumi Gift's website in the podcast details if you want to find out more. One of the things I think Nikki highlighted really well today was that when she makes a decision, she makes it quickly and she has a process that she works through and she looks for help in that process when she needs it. What also came through for me is that she's made some really strong life choices and her life and work has been defined and inspired by those choices i often ask clients when you choose to do x what are you choosing not to do and it focuses the mind on the choices that you are making and that you do have uh, quite strongly and i want to leave you today with a couple of questions the first one is what distinction do you make between choice and decision and the second is where do you spend more of your time right now and if you have any comments or thoughts i'd love to hear them And if you'd like to hear more, then please subscribe. Thank you.